What's going on, everybody? I'm Dylan Patemri, and welcome back to another episode of Top Shelf. Yep, we are back. I told you we were going to come back, and we're going to keep going during this NHL season. I know the opening games, some of them have already happened Tuesday and Wednesday, um, but I'm going to be running through my predictions for the standings um, this year, as well as some awards that are going to be won. Um, So without further ado, let's hop right on in to another episode of Top Shelf. Alrighty, so the NHL is back and we are back to the four divisions once again. Um, and every team is going to be playing every team. We are going to have 82 games again this year, um, as long as nothing else dramatic or crazy happens again. Uh, so we do have the Atlantic, the Metropolitan, the Central, and the Pacific back to the old divisions. Um, obviously, Seattle Kraken, new team into the, into the NHL, and they are going to be joining the Pacific Um, which means one of the teams in the Pacific has to move, and that is the Arizona Coyotes, who got moved into the Central Division. Now every division has eight teams, and kind of funny with the Coyotes getting moved to the Central. Maybe that's hinting at something. Maybe they're going to be moving possibly to a place in the Central area, maybe Houston. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was pretty interesting that Arizona, I mean, Arizona is one of the teams more towards the central out of all of those teams, but at the same time, there's rumors that are going to be uh, moving to Houston next year. So maybe that's a reason why they're in the central, but anyways, uh, we'll talk more about the coyotes and speculation around where they're going to be during the season. Let's get into um, my regular season standings predictions starting with the east and we're going to go to the atlantic division and i'm not going to lie this is going to be one of the hardest years for me or anyone to kind of predict the standings just because um anything could happen teams haven't played more than seven other teams since the spring of 2020 but it's got to be done so we're going to work our way from first to last starting with the atlantic um This is kind of off the top of my head as well. I don't have anything prepared. All I have is eight teams in each division written down. I'm just going to look at them and kind of go in the order that I think they go. So topping out the Atlantic, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Second place, the Toronto Maple Leafs, then the Florida Panthers, then Boston Bruins at number four, Canadians at five, Senators at six, and then Red Wings and Sabres to finish it out. So that's the order I've got for you. Um, the top three teams from each division will make it, as well from each conference, two wildcard teams will make it. Um, but the top three from each division automatically make it. So the top three teams I have at Atlantic are Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Florida Panthers. Um, and then we'll just move on to the Metropolitan, and then we'll review the entire uh, Eastern Conference. So I think the Metropolitan is going to be the hardest division this year. And there's just so many good teams there. But I'm going to go the New York Islanders to top it out. Then the Carolina Hurricanes. 
Um, even though I think they took a step back, I still think they're a really good team. The Washington Capitals, which I'm going to have more about them. Uh, number four, the New York Ranger Rangers. Number five, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Flyers, Devils, Blue Jackets. Okay, so those are the standings that I have there. Um, so obviously Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Florida Panthers are the top three in the Atlantic. And then the New York Islanders, Carolina Hurricanes, Washington Capitals are the top three in the Metropolitan. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously, two-time Stanley Cup defender. I think they could win the President's Trophy, although I don't think they're going to three-peat this year. But I do think they have potential to win a President's Trophy. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs, um, I, do, I think they've got a pretty solid team. I think they made some good replacements. Michael Bunting is a great replacement. Um, Nick Ritchie could fit in well on that top line. Um, William Nylander has been stepping it up and Marner has been getting so much slander, but I think he's a really good player. And I, uh, he might be a bit, you could say maybe like, I don't, I don't even know if I would call him overpaid. I feel like Marner deserves his contract and has proven it. Um, new person in net, Peter Morazic, a uh, solid goaltender. I think he could replace Frederick Anderson really well. Then we move to the Florida Panthers. Um, I really like this Florida Panthers team. I think their center depth is great. Uh, they just signed Barkov to a 10 or eight year, $10 million extension. Um, and Jonathan Huberdeau, I still think is one of the most underrated players in the NHL and, uh, Spencer Knight, a rookie coming up could be their possible future goaltender. I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, we got the Bruins just missing out on those top three. Um, I, I like the Bruins team. I think it's good. I think they might have a couple of struggles early on trying to figure out a replacement for that second line center and just a lot of new names there for the Bruins, as well as being without Tuka Rask for the first time in a long time, um, seeing who can step up Linus Olmark or Jeremy Swayman. I think they'll have some struggles out in the year. Could see them get off to a slow start, but slowly creep their way back up. Canadians, former, uh, they were in the Stanley Cup finals last year. I just don't, I, I, I think they just miss out on the playoffs and uh, I, I think they have a bit of a disappointing year and a fallback um, from what was a Cinderella story last year. Um, so those are the top five teams there. Senators, a great young team, but just not going to be enough. Detroit Red Wings and Buffalo Sabres are in a category of their own, just not really good. Probably going to be looking at top three or top five picks there. And the Metropolitan New York Islanders, like, Probably just Matthew Barzell is the only like star studded player on that team. And that's not, not like an insult to the rest of the players because everyone else on that team is really good. Um, and they just buy into the system and the Islanders play style isn't like appealing to the eye. It's not like they win games in like, um, I don't know, stylish fashion or anything like that, but they get the job done and, are just a really solid defensive team. And I, I just saw they signed uh, Ryan Pollock to a eight year deal at 6.2, which I think is great, uh, is great value for him. And with uh, Semyon Varumov and Ilya Sorokin in that, I think it's great. Carolina Hurricanes, I said, take, took a step back. I don't like some of the moves they made, but at the same time, they still have a phenomenal forward core and a very solid decor. And I think Frederick Anderson could be really good for them. Um, we move on to the Washington Capitals. Um, now, questions in net with Sam Sonov and Vanacek. How well can they do? How well can they bounce back um, from their rookie years and kind of a struggle 
in losing in the first round last year. I, for some weird reason, I really like the Capitals this year. And I like Alexander Ovechkin for some reason to just have an insane year. I don't know what it is. I just feel like it's going to happen. We got the New York Rangers who made a lot of moves to get uh, big, gritty, and get more tough, which I really like. Um, I think it's something you need to be tough. I don't think one move is going to make a difference, but I think having those tough guys definitely help. And they're really going to look to see if uh, Lafreniere or um, Capo Caco can take that big step up. Um, I think they need one, at least one of those guys to take a tremendous jump this year in order to make the playoffs. We got the Penguins. Um, they're going to be without Malkin and Crosby for a long time. Um, goaltending is also uh, an issue that needs to be addressed. I think if they don't trade for a goalie, I think they're going to miss out. Flyers are kind of a weird team. Carter Hart had an off year. He can be amazing. Um, I don't know. They made a lot of moves. They got Ryan Ellis. I like that. But Ristolainen, I'm not a big fan of Rasmus Ristolainen. Um, I think they're going to miss out. And the Devils are a great team. I actually really like the Devils team. Um, and obviously adding Dougie Hamilton, I just feel like like they're not just there yet. Like I feel like in the next two or three years, they're really going to be pushing. But I think this year just isn't it for them. And the Blue Jackets, like, I don't I don't know what's going on over there. Um, not really a lot. Uh, probably could end up trading one of their goalies, uh, Corpus Allo or Merzlinkis. I think uh, Corpus Allo is more likely of the two to get traded. Um, so out of those teams, obviously I have the top three are going to make it. But who is going to get the wild card? I'm actually taking one from each division. Um, I'm going to take the two four seeds, the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers, to sneak in as the wild cards. Um, I think it's difficult to uh, bet against the Bruins. I think somehow they always end up getting getting it done, and they always seem to go on that like end of the year push and really push it up. Um, obviously, the last time when they missed out was to the Ottawa Senators, which was in a really close race. Um, but I think they managed to somehow get it together around midseason, figure out goaltending, um, get a solidified second line center there, either Coyle, Studnika, or whoever else it may be, maybe a trade. Um, I think they make it in, which means the Canadians are getting snubbed out. Um, I really think they just fall off um, this year. I, I like their team a lot, um, but no Shea Weber. Carey Price is out for a bit. I, th- I think they miss out on the playoffs, which means I have the New York Rangers making it into the playoffs, finally getting back into the playoffs. I really like this team. I think uh, great defense. Obviously, Adam Fox just won the Norris Trophy. I think he's going to keep up his pace. Uh, Truba is going to have to step up and really be a top two uh, demon and a shutdown defenseman. Um, and I think I, I'm going to take uh, Capo Caco to take a step up this year. And I think they're going to make the playoffs, which means I have the Pittsburgh Penguins missing out um, with Sidney Crosby. Now, it's hard for me to do that. Um, This was really a difficult decision for me, Um, but I'm going to take the Penguins to miss out. Um, I just think defense and goaltending is going to be a problem for them. I know they just beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in opening night, but that's just one game. Uh, You can't base everything off that one game. Uh, So I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Penguins to just miss out on the playoffs. But I think it will be a really close race. So we're going to move on to the West now. Um, first, we have the Central Division. 
Um, Colorado Avalanche are going to top that out. I'm pretty certain about, although at number two, I'm going to have the Winnipeg Jets, who I think are going to be a pretty good team this year. I think Winnipeg is going to take a big step up this year, um, but I don't think they're going to pass Colorado Avalanche. Um, I'm going to take the St. Louis Blues for third place. I think the Blues are sneaky good. I think people are underrating the St. Louis Blues and forget what their team is. And they're just a very, very solid team. Um, as far as the Tarasenko situation, I don't know what's going to go on. I think he might just end up staying there and maybe just maybe he can help them out. At number four, I have the Minnesota Wild. Um, had a phenomenal season last year. I think they're going to pretty much keep up that pace um, in at the four seed. Uh, Dallas Stars, number five. I'm not really quite sure what to think of Dallas. Um, offensively, I'm not too thrilled with what they have. Jason Robertson looks up. Tyler Sagan, can he stay healthy, be healthy, and uh, put up good points and numbers for them? And um, But on the defensive end, I really like their defense. Miro Heiskanen is phenomenal. John Klingberg is phenomenal. Issa Lundell is a great top four guy. I think their top four defense is really good. Um, and we'll, we'll see what goes on um, with the goaltending situation and see if Kudobin can keep it up as their number one guy. And then we have the Chicago Blackhawks at number six. I know they made a lot of good moves. Um, well, good moves. Uh, it could be debatable. Uh, Flurry is obviously a phenomenal move. Seth Jones, I think Seth Jones fits in well there, and I don't think Seth Jones is a bad player. I just think the Blackhawks gave up too much. I don't think they should have given up Bachfis. I think he was their future D-man, and um, I don't know. I mean, I guess because you've got Patrick Kane and you've got Jonathan Thames, who are nearing the end of their uh, kind of nearing end of their prime. Thames, who knows how good he's going to be coming off a year not playing. Patrick Kane, I think, is still going to be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, and then I've got the Predators and the Coyotes, um, who I think might be the worst team in the NHL this season, um, and might end up offloading Clayton Keller and Jacob Chickering, and then they won't have anyone anymore besides draft picks. Um, so now we're going to move on to the Pacific. Um, I've got the Vegas Golden Knights topping this out. I think most people have them as a favorite, one of the favorites to maybe win the cup. Um, Vegas just has such a good team. And since they entered, they've just been competitive, 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 um, never really having to rebuild yet. Um, they're going to get there at some point, but at the moment for the next couple of years, they're going to keep on trying to push and win a cup before they ultimately will probably have to rebuild. And number two, Edmonton Oilers, um, obviously Connor McDavid, um, Leon Dreisaitl. I think Zach Hyman's going to fit in really well there. Um, Zach Hyman, Connor McDavid, and Jesse Pulley Harvey on uh, top line. Um, they brought in Duncan Keith. Um, not what he used to be, but he's great uh, veteran presence up there. Um, someone who has won the cup before. But once again, kind of similar to the Penguins, it's like, what what are you going to do about your goaltending situation? Also, you signed Darnell Nurse to a huge contract, so Nurse has to have a great season as well. At number four, um, a lot of people had them lower than, um, I think, like, as far as where they're going to be. But I have the Seattle Kraken. Um, I think everyone's, like, underestimating them just because they're, like, they're not going to have the same success of the, as the Golden Knights. And I completely agree. I don't think they are. But I'm not putting them, like, down at the bottom of the standings. Um, I think they have a solid team. Grubauer and Drieger are great goalies. 
Um, they might get off to a slow start um, just because they have to build up that team chemistry kind of, but um, I don't think it's going to really uh, be like an awful team. I think they'll start to pick it up maybe around um, a quarter into the season. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts. Uh, the Kraken being at four, uh, Anaheim Ducks at number five, um, a very, very solid young team there. Um, they've got a lot of prospects coming up and a lot of guys in their, uh, like in their early twenties and the ducks are going to like start to grow up. And I think in like four or five years, I think they're going to be a cup contender. Cause I think they're going to have Trevor Zegos as their top centerman. They're going to have Jamie Drysdale as a top D-man. Mason McTavish had his first goal. Um, he could be their second-line center there. Uh, th- their center depth is pretty big and could warrant maybe a trade for a guy like Jack Eichel. Um, they have Sam Steele, uh, Lundstrom there. Um, just lots of good young players. Um, and I think they'll have a pretty good season. Uh, six out of the Calgary Flames. I don't really know what's going on over there. Johnny Goudreau could become a free agent next year and get a big contract. Uh, Sean Monaghan has to pull it back together. Um, Markstrom had a down year. Uh, they lost their captain, Giordano, to the Kraken. Um, I think they're just going to fall off a bit this year. Not that they had a great season last year, but I, I don't think they're going to be pushing for playoffs. And number seven is the Los Angeles Kings. Um they have a lot of good young talent as well. They were kind of in the Eichel sweepstakes. I don't know if they're going to go after him. I just think that the Kings are in that weird phase of rebuilding, but you still got guys on huge contracts like Anze Kopitar, Jonathan Quick, um, Drew Dowdy. These guys who've got big contracts and aren't really playing to that ability is kind of hindering them from um, moving up and becoming a playoff contender again. Um, and at number eight, I have the San Jose Sharks. Um, the Sharks are just a huge, huge mess. Uh, Tomas Hurdle wants out. Um, probably the number one trade target at the moment. Uh, Evander Kane with his whole situation. I just think it's kind of a, kind of a mess over there. So now in my West, who is going to make the playoffs? So obviously, Colorado Avalanche, Winnipeg Jets, and St. Louis Blues are the three teams from the Central, and the Vegas Golden Knights, Edmonton Oilers, and Vancouver Canucks from the Pacific. So my two wild card spots are both going to be coming out of the central division. I've got the Minnesota wild. I think there's no chance that they miss out. I, I don't think they will. I think they'll be right up there with the blues around three and four. Um, and then the final one I'm taking is the Dallas stars at five, um, which means I, I, I'm not sure though. They could miss out, but I think defensively they're going to be really good. And if Sagan can keep on firing and if Jason Robertson can continue his, uh, his run from his rookie year. I think they'll do just good enough to squeak into the playoffs, which means I've got the Chicago Blackhawks missing out after trading for Seth Jones and Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, I think Fleury, um, as great of a goaltender he is, I don't think he can carry that team on his back. And I do think Seth Jones isn't as good as the Blackhawks traded as much as they gave up for him. Um, I'm, I'm not sure he can be their number one guy and be their number one shutdown and their number one uh, power play guy. I just, I don't think it's there for Seth Jones. Uh, I think they'll figure that out soon enough. And I don't think Kane can carry the entire load himself offensively. I do like some of their younger guys, but I think they miss out. Although 
they could sweep if Dallas Stars lose some players injury, the Blackhawks could squeak in. Um, which means I also have the Seattle Kraken um, as one of the teams as number four in the Pacific missing out on the playoffs. Once again, I don't have the Kraken missing out by like a ton, um, but I just think ultimately uh, they don't get it. Uh, they don't have enough and they don't get it done. Um, they're not consistent through the season. They go on little streaks and little runs, um, but they miss out on the playoffs. So that's what I've got for the NHL standings. And I do actually have my prediction for the Stanley cup matchup. So I have, which on the, on the, we'll, we'll start with the West. I have the Colorado avalanche making it. I think this is the year that uh, McKinnon can finally break through and uh, lead this team to a Stanley cup. Um, there we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I think, I think they're the strong, one of the strongest teams, if not the strongest team out of the West, probably between them and the golden Knights. And I think they do make it through, although in the East, this might surprise a lot of people. And I don't know why, but this is just something I'm thinking is going to happen. I have the Washington Capitals coming out of the East, and I actually have the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup against the Avalanche. I'm going to go Capitals in seven. Um, Yeah, I just think something... Something inside of Alexander Ovechkin is going to happen this year, and he is just going to like turn turn back the clock and just carry this team on his shoulders and just lead them all the way. Now I know there's questions with Samsonov if he wins the goalie position, um, how he'll do in the run. Um, obviously struggled last year. I think they take a step up, but I think Ovechkin just kind of goes off this year and leads them to yet another Stanley Cup. But that's just my prediction. Um, so finally, we'll move on to the trophies. Um, so my prediction for the trophies, we're going to start with the Hurt Memorial, and I'm going to go a bit boring here, but this goes to the best player um, in the NHL, and I am going to go with a guy named Connor McDavid. Um, he's just so good and so valuable to that Oilers team. He, The way he can just keep the puck um and just skate around like if you'd watch him he'll just skate around the offensive zone he'll be all over the place and just finds um a ton of passes um yeah i'm going with connor mcdavid i went with mckinnon last year the one time i would doubt um mcdavid and uh i shouldn't have because mcdavid went off last year um but i'm gonna go with mcdavid to repeat this year now we move on to the calder race which i think could be very very close and a very good one this year um, some of them, the, I've got six guys on here um, that I think could win the the Calder Memorial Trophy for the best rookie of the year. Um, I've got Spencer Knight, the goalie for the Florida Panthers, Cole Caulfield of the Montreal Canadiens, Trevor Zegris of the Anaheim Ducks, Bowen Byram of the Colorado Avalanche, Jamie Drysdale also of the Anaheim Ducks, and Marco Rossi of the Minnesota Wild. Um, Spencer Knight, I have as probably second in my race. Um, I, I think Spencer Knight could go off and try and be one of the, uh, first goalies to win the Calder Memorial since Steve Mason won it, I believe in 2007, 2008 season with the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, I think Spencer Knight could be that guy. Um, I think Bowen Byram has a really good season. I think the thing that keeps him from winning it is points. Cause that's not really, his thing is thing won't be putting up big points and he'll probably be getting top six, top four uh, ice time as a D man. Um, but I'm 
going to go with one of my favorite players in the NHL. Um, and I've been following him and that's Cole Caulfield. I absolutely love this kid. Um, obviously he's, he's pretty short. He's five foot seven, um, which is one of the reasons I like him, but he flies and he proved to everyone that his size doesn't matter and that he can still get it done. Uh, he was killing it in the playoffs. Um, kind of similar to an Alex to And I think to is listed at five, six or five, seven, one of two as well. Very comparable, comparable players, very fast sniper guys. Um, I like Cole Caulfield. Um, if I had to make a prediction about how many points I think he's going to put up, I'm going to go with, oh, I'm going to go with, he puts up 55 points. We'll go with 55 points and we'll go 33 goals, 32 goals. We'll go with 32 goals. That makes 23 assists for Cole Caulfield. That's my prediction. Um, very specific, but I'm, I'm going for it. Um, next, we have the Vesna, which goes to the best goaltender. Lots of good names up here, um, like Andre Vasilevsky, um, Mark andre Fleury, who won it last year, Connor Hellebuck, Philip Grubauer of the Kraken now, and uh, Darcy Kemper, who's now on the Colorado Avalanche. But I'm going to go with Connor Hellebuck. I think uh, he's won it once. He's going to win it again. The Jets are going to be really good, and one of the reasons is going to be because Hellebuck um, – should I make a prediction for what he's going to put up for his uh, save percentage and goals against? I'll do it anyways, just because why not? And if I get it right, I'll look like a genius. Um, I'm going to go with Hellebuck putting up a 0.929 and uh, 2.01 goals against. That's my prediction. Um, so now we move on to Kale. Oh, Kale McCarr. I said we're moving on to Kale McCarr because that's who I think is going to win the James Norris Trophy. Last year was Adam Fox, best demon in the league. I think it's time Kale McCarr wins it. Um, <laughs> I think it's time. He's been in the league for like three years now. Um, but I think Kale McCarr is going to win it. He's going to help carry this Colorado Avalanche team. Um, I really like Charlie McAvoy on the Bruins. Adam Fox, obviously. Um, Dougie Hamilton, I think will have a good season, but the devils won't, which will hinder his chances at winning the James Norris. Um, but yeah, Kale McCarr, should I throw out a prediction too? I guess I'm throwing out predictions for everyone. Um, Kale McCarr, he's, he's just so good and he's so silky with the puck. Um, watching him skate is like amazing to watch and there's no one really in the league, uh, like him at all that can do what he does. Um, so I guess I'm throwing out predictions, um, out there in the air. Um, I don't know if I want to go point per game for Makar, but part of me kind of wants to as well. I'm going to go with seven, mm, mm, s- uh, 78 points for Kale Makar and we'll call it, um, let's see, we'll go with. 15 goals and I don't know how many assists that means uh something like 60 63 goals I believe I said 78 right we'll go with 63 goal or 63 assists and 15 goals um now we move on to the art Ross which is given to a player with the most points and this one I will make a prediction because I'm going with Connor McDavid and I think Connor McDavid is going to put up 153 points. I think he is going to break 150. He's just been on fire, and he was crazy last year, and I think he continues that up. Um, 153 points. 
I don't even know how to break down um, the goals and assists here. Um, he he does score a ton of goals, but mainly gets a majority of assists. Um, he I think I think obviously if he puts that up, he's gonna probably hit around um, 100 assists, probably more than 100 assists. The more I say it, the more crazy I sound for saying he's going to put up 153 points. Um, But for some reason, I just feel like he's going to. I mean, in 56 games, he put up 105 points last season. And now I'm going to check myself and seeing how many points per game um, that would be if he did put up 153 Granted, he plays all 82 games, so that would be a 1.86 goals slash assists per game. And if we look at last year, we put up 105 in 56. That's 1.875. So it's even less than last year. Um, So, yeah, that's my prediction for Connor McDavid and my probably one of my biggest hot takes that I have besides the Capitals winning the whole thing. Next at the Selkie. Uh, best defensive forward in the league. You're going to have the normal names, Sean Couturier, Alex Barkov, who Alexander Barkov, who won it last year, Mark Stone, um, Patrice Bergeron. Um, I'm going with Mark Stone again. I think I went with him last year. Um, I think he's got to win it at some point. He's just so good. Um, and if he helps out and I, I just really like his game, um, especially playing on the first line with Chandler Stevenson, who's not really a center who you would think of as more two-way and they've got Mark Stone on that line to kind of play that role. So I'm going to go with Mark Stone. Um, I don't really know how to predict Mark Stone. I mean, I can predict his points, but I don't, have, I don't know what a reasonable amount of takeaways and stuff like that would be. So I'm just going to say Mark Stone. I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to win the Selkie. Next, the Maurice Richard uh, for the most goals uh, in the NHL Hockey League. Uh, Austin Matthews won it last year. One of my predictions that I got right. Um, I think it was one of two predictions I got right last year. Um, and so he's the favorite again this year. But like I said, for some reason, I feel like Alexander Ovechkin is going to go off. I think he's going to put up 57 goals this year and he's going to edge out Matthews. who's going to be like one or two goals behind him. I think Ovi turns back the clock, wins another Rocket Richard um, and leads his team to the Stanley Cup. Um, just casually throwing that in there. And next we have the Jack Adams award, which is given to the best coach. And I think it's finally given to John Cooper of the Tampa Bay lightning. Um, I think they're going to win the president's trophy. Um, pretty plain and simple. I think they'll have a great season win the president's trophy, but won't make it past. I'm going to go with, I'm taking, I'm making a lot of big predictions and hot takes. So one of these has to come right. I think they will probably get knocked out in like the second round or something, maybe against the Capitals. Maybe that will be it. I don't know if that's even possible with my uh, predictions because I have, Oh no, uh, I don't think, I don't think that's possible. Um, But I'll I think they'll get knocked out in the second round. Can't be by the Capitals based on my predictions, but I think they'll get knocked out in the second round, uh, Tampa Bay landing, but John Cooper to win Jack Adams. And the final award I have is the Jim Gregory, which is given to the GM of the year. And I'm giving it to Bill Zito, who is the GM of the Florida Panthers. I think he has constructed a phenomenal team, um, bringing in Sam Bennett, signing him, uh, traded for Sam Reinhart this past year, um, brought in Joe Thornton as well. 
Um, I think they've just made a lot of good moves and maybe they'll add another piece. Um, I'm trying to think of what they really need. Maybe a top four D-man is the last thing they could probably need or a, a top, if they brought in like a top end winger, um, that would be great, but I don't think it's something they need. I think if anything, a top four defenseman, but I think he set up their team quite well for success this year. Um, I have them making playoffs. Uh, so I'm going to go with Bill Zito. So that is going to do it for today's episode where I made my 2022 or excuse me, 2021, 2022 season predictions on the NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. My plan is to hopefully release a new podcast every week um, on Wednesday. Uh, I know today is Thursday, but hopefully every Wednesday I will be releasing one and we'll get back to kind of my normal schedule or review uh, the past week of hockey, maybe some news going on uh, in and outside of the league. Uh, talk about how bad TNT and ESPN's coverage has been so far. Um, and yeah, more like that. And uh, so make sure to follow me here on Spotify and I'll catch you all next week for another episode of Top Shelf.